quote, he's so tight he squeaks when he walks. Mm. I love it when old ladies get get uh, get riffy on it. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome brand, Dana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 69 for your eardrums. Guys, please do us a favor. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Hey, hey, friend. MAB Sports Podcast. There, I told a friend. If you got an idea, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brand Dana. And with me, as always, right here in front of my fucking face, most awesome. Yes, I am. Wow. I am in front of your fucking face. <laughs> that kind of makes it sound like you're live. I should have. I should have saved that. One. I might edit that one out. Like I really need to drop that when we're like eyeball to eyeball. But I'm just exactly. I'm, ref- I'm referring to the fact that you were you're traveling a little bit last week. You're back in Mav Studios Midwest, and we're. Uh, right. I get to I get to see you do it. I missed yeah, you exactly. Oh, I missed you too. You look bro. good. You're out looking right. good. Right. I've been, I, you know what? I've been, okay. I've been cutting out the carbs and sugar, feeling good, good feeling, feeling frisky. Good, good for you. How was the, uh, how was the Father's Day? Ooh, Father's Day was good. Uh, it's also co co shared with uh, Doctor Mrs. The Commission's birthday. Oh. She turned, uh, she turned twenty two. Nice. It's <laughs> amazing. Exactly. And uh, we've been married. Well, that, I won't say how long we've been married then. That, that makes it weird. That gets sure, weird. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, uh, but yeah, so she, she had a beautiful birthday. Um, and the, the girls were, were split between who do we bother less on this day. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they just hung out downstairs for the duration right. of the day. That's how we celebrated Father's birthday. Uh, guys, we have a packed episode. We are doing Rip from the Headlines. We're talking that Lakers trade. Just going to keep it that simple. We're going to hit that MAB inbox. Got a couple emails to fly through. Hour of Sour. Time to mm. pay that off. I'm going to be talking about Garfield. And uh, spoiler alert, reviews are in. It ain't fucking good. Uh, we're going <laughs> to jump into the Neapolitan Showdown. We're talking worst owners in sports. And then we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, your hour power starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. <laughs> show right brother uh we are doing it ripped from the headlines we're talking that la lakers dynamite trade they finally got him they got their man anthony davis they did what happened brother what what went down who's getting what who's getting what okay so we'll go macro macro Macro, we'll talk about this the uh the lakers traded for anthony davis of the new orleans pelicans Mm -hmm. and they gave up lonzo ball sure brandon ingram Jason Hart, they gave up this year's 2019 first round pick, which is number four overall. Yeah, they gave up twenty. They gave up two firsts, 2021, which is a top eight protection. So if the Lakers are in the top eight, they keep it. If not, or if it, if it, uh, if it is, it then rolls over to 2022, which is unprotected. 
and then 2024 unprotected as well. And also there is a pick swap in 2023. Lakers own that pick swap. So ostensibly if they have a – the Pelicans, if they have a better pick than the Lakers, they can swap it. If not, they can hold on to it to 2025, and they can choose to pick swap that year. Oh, yeah, I'm not an NBA historian, but uh... – Sounds like a lot of shit. Yeah, you be you be correct. That is a lot of shit. <laughs> That's the official. Um, uh, so who? Uh, of, yeah, who kind of won this trade? I mean, is uh, that if we're talking macro? Macro. It's very rare in NBA circles for the team that gives up the superstar to get value back in that superstar. Usually, like the moniker is, you know, they're paying fifty cents of the dollar. Your dollar is Anthony yeah. Davis, and you're getting this, you know, random assortment of players and picks and things like that, and hopefully pan out. In this trade, just because of the way that the picks are structured, um, it is it is something that is quite impressive in terms of a haul for the Pelicans. Because you also got to think Lonzo Ball, two years ago, was the number two overall pick. Uh, a year before that, Brandon Ingram was a number two overall pick. Jason Hart was a first-round pick uh, out of Villanova, like the 30th at the end of the round. So these got, they've got these good young assets to kind of go along with Drew Holiday, and this year's number one pick, Zion Williamson, and then whomever they decide that they like in number four at this year. So at Darius Garland, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Jarrett Culver from Texas Tech. There's a litany of other guys that can kind of fit in with this youth movement in, in, in New Orleans. Okay, so we'll kind of get into, we'll eventually dive into both of these teams, kind of where we see them next year, kind of the level that they're competing. Before we get to that, I just want to talk about, did the Lakers pay too much? And I only bring that up is because... It was no secret that Anthony Davis didn't want to be there. So it just seemed like a lot. It was no secret that L.A. was trying to make a move for them. Like, was, you know, were the Lakers kind of fearful about someone else coming in and doing a bigger offer? Or were they, like, kind of more embarrassed? And they were just like, if we don't get our superstar now, like, this is going to be a long sled for possibly maybe losing LeBron James. I know that would be insane, but they had to get him someone else. And he was making a no secret who he wanted. Why pay this much? Yeah, I, it's a great question. I, I wrote... And I, at the top of my notes here, I just put it to start as, is this just like an, a Laker Palinka ego trade? Just because stuff went so awry in the middle of the season, it did not happen the way that they thought it was going to. And then you had all of the dysfunction, all of the craziness come out with Magic and, and Rob Palinka and, uh, and Mrs. Buss and all these people that are out there. It, it seemed to me that it was like, fuck it. The Lakers were like, we're the Lakers. Yeah. We're like a, the one of the elite franchises in the league. We're pushing all of our chips. We have yep. the best player in the league as of today, even though he's on the, the downside of that that bell curve. We're pushing our chips in right now. We're getting Anthony Davis. We're going to lock him up in long-term agreement and be damned what the consequences are in the future. And even I'm sure Rob Palinka looks at this as like, well, fuck it. If I'm, if I'm doing all this now, I want to win today. But it won't matter in, in 2023 or 2022 because I'm not going to be here. I'll get fired before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they kind of did that for the championship. But I think it goes towards uh, – I think you're right. That was the kind of vibe I was getting where it's just like – and maybe it's not completely wrong. It's just like, hey, like we waited. We needed to get Anthony Davis, and we made yeah. that happen. Like bottom line, yeah, we gave up a lot of shit, but now Anthony Davis is going to be wearing you know purple and gold next year, and we're going to make a run. Right, and they can't afford another fiasco in the offseason and another, you know, KD, Clay, Kawhi, all not choosing and spurring, spurning the, the Lakers for someone else, right? Yeah. Kind of like what they did with, with Paul George and all these things that they just assumed were going to happen. So they couldn't afford that offseason that, you know, even 
the even more terrible PR that they've already had for this year. So they're like, all right, we got to do it. We got to turn this thing around today. Can New Orleans compete next year? I actually think that they can. I kind of like it. Um, we talked about pairing Drew Holiday, their point guard, ball handler, with kind of a longer athletic guard. And, and Lonzo Ball is kind of like the, a perfect fit, right? Because mm-hmm. he's 6'6". He's got incredible playmaking skills. He's great defensively. He's not quite a shooter, but they, for what they need, a pass-first guard in that offense, it's really going to initiate things, and I think it'll just be a, a change of pace. And then you've got Brandon Ingram. We'll see how Brandon Ingram is. I'm, I'm kind of low on Brandon Ingram. I just kind of think he's this – he's not really a three-point shooter. He's kind of like a ISO, you know, kind of mid-range guy. I'm not really sure what he is, but if he can provide some scoring and balance, they kind of have a good young core, and then when you mix in – some some other guys off the bench that they still have. I mean, they've got 20, what is it, 20? No, I take that back. They have $33 million in cap space. So they can still be smart and go after somebody this offseason as well, too. And uh, they've got the one in four picks. Yeah, I think there's um, – so what is New Orleans really bummed about? Losing Anthony Davis or having LeVar Ball in New Orleans? Oh, <laughs> it's got to be LeVar Ball. Roasted. In, in New Orleans. I, I, Roasted burned, I burned you. I burned you, LeVar. Burned big baller roast. Uh, yeah, so I think a big part of that is, is there any kind of free agent you see that would really kind of be a missing piece for that New Orleans team to make it run now? And is this all this kind of moot? Because, I mean, this a little bit hangs on how quickly Zion can adapt and compete at the pro level, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, it, and it really depends on that fourth pick, who they pair with it. Because right now, like I said, Darius Garland and Culver and Hunter, these are all kind of, you know, point guard that's a ball handler. Might be insurance for Lonzo Ball. Um, but really what they need is, is I think that they need some size and length and like a rim protector to go along with Zion. Because obviously Zion is kind of this, you know, 6'7", 285 center in a four, small forward's body. But he needs somebody to help him defensively against the bigs and the riggers and night in, night out. So – and they have 33 million so they have to just be really careful with how they use this because in the next coming years they've got a lot of expiring deals that are coming up so they got to be smart on it but if i was to sit there and say like one guy that they can that they would hope for would be like an al horford from from uh, boston so he's mm-hmm. got a player option of 30 million dollars i know it's not the sexiest pick yeah, but you need no, someone exactly. that's like a you have your sexy – exactly. Zion's your yeah. sexiness. You have the sexiness. Yeah. You don't need to worry about exactly. that. Exactly. So you're looking for a veteran guy that can play the pivot, that brings a little bit of experience and leadership, and for all intents and purposes was a guy that was really holding it together in Boston when everything was fracturing, right? He's a good clubhouse guy. Or if Marc Gasol opts out for a longer-term deal, he just won a chip with the, the Raptors, mm-hmm. that would be a good piece to kind of shepherd along some of these guys. You've got Drew Holiday. He's been through the rigors. But you need some pedigree. You need some experience. Experience. And I think those two pivots could help in in the short term. So basically we're watching kind of – we're adding Zion to the 2017 Lakers and just seeing what they can do down in New Orleans. Right. So uh, uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, are those guys happy to get out of L.A.? Just get out of this clusterfuck and get down to New Orleans and be somewhere they wanted? Uh, well, if it's LeVar, LeVar Ball, he's saying that that's exactly where he wanted him to go. But, sure, I mean, there's right. no way that he's, exactly. he's, a, he's yeah. a moron. <laughs> uh, I, I think so. I mean, I think if anything, just for their own careers, a lot of times when these young guys are in these bad situations, change of scenery, something different could be the thing that ignites 
kind of a next phase in their yeah. career. Yeah. You know, these guys were little top chip on the, Little chip on the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Just new scenario. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of dysfunction in L.A., and there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. Maybe New Orleans can get – they can bring them into a softer landing spot, maybe not the the scrutiny of the media that follows them. And, uh, yeah, I think I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a good change of pace. And the biggest question mark for the two of them is is less the change of scenery is more is just the, the health standings of, of how they how they can stay healthy. Oh, and the, the, the Pelicans did sign away the famed Phoenix Suns training staff or trainer uh, this last offseason. Phoenix had historically this like this this is like fountain of youth for players. So this mm-hmm. might be a good a good um, a good place for them to land physically. Just because Zoe's had ankle issues, Ingram's been banged up, had that deep vein thrombosis in his arm. These are some things that, you know, hopefully can get that they can shake and, and, you know, start their NBA career. All right, so that's New Orleans talk. It'll be fun to kind of watch them and exciting. Okay, let's just put a bow on this New Orleans side of this coin real fast. Who are they looking at for the number four pick? Hmm. So... I would say they would probably look at like a Jared Culver, who's like a wing shot creator. He's a good defender out of Texas Tech. Or DeAndre Hunter, who is long and athletic, and they could just have this just insane defensive lineup with Ingram and Hunter, Lonzo, Holiday, and Zion. Or what they Mm -hmm. could potentially try and do, this might be interesting too, is they could look to try and trade down because a lot of people have said this is a three team or three player draft. So you could take a flyer on four or you could trade down, maybe try and get another asset, maybe a later pick, uh, maybe another first round pick and try and get uh, like Jackson Hayes out of Texas. He's a rim protector. I love that we're talking about this because this has already happened at this point, but we don't know what's oh, that's happen. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, that, bro, this is your this is your rodeo, baby. This is where you show off. Tell us what's going to happen with it. Tell us what happened when they listened Tell to this. Tell us what us happened to it yeah. exactly. Uh, Nick, you know, he's a six eleven rim protector, shot blocker, good athlete, little light, but he can balance out Zion. Same thing with Claxton, this Claxton kid out of Georgia, or uh, who's a three and D center, or Bull Bull who's 7'2", another rim protector, can shoot the three, can space the floor a little bit. Those guys might be interesting. If you're going to take a flyer, if you're not sure at four, yeah. why not trade back, try and get an asset for the future, and then take one of these athletic big men. I mean, you never know if it's going to turn into a Clint Capella or a Jarrett Allen. You're not really sure, but that's really kind of what you need is a rim runner, rim protector to kind of you know bang bodies against the big guys when Zion can't. All right, so let's go to the other side of this. The um – the little upstart basketball team known as the Los Angeles Lakers, now the I've heard of them. The heard of favorite them. to win the 2020 championship at three to one. Uh, just uh, I'm going to sneak in a little gambling corner. We can get off this. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> six to one. Los Angeles Clippers third place seven to one. Uh, then we got the Houston Rockets eight to one. Toronto ten to one to repeat finishing that out. Um, we sure this is going to work that well? Can everybody slow down? Are we getting a little ahead of ourselves? Yeah, I think this is fool's gold, no pun intended. And Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And, and LeBron James, because who the fuck else do they have? Yeah. They have, I'll, I'll, I'll run you down their roster right now as it stands. You have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Mo, Mo Wagner, go blue. Let's go blue. Kyle Kuzma, Isaac Bunga, and Jamario Jones. That's the six players that they have on their roster heading into this year with $27 million in cap space. Who the fuck 
are they going to sign in the offseason? So there's, yeah, they, they need more pieces, right? And to me, I'm just listening to a lot, of, a lot of the pundits and like talking heads kind of weigh in, and it made sense to me. I mean, it seems like the solve would be to not necessarily get like a third to make a big three, but to really spread that money out and just kind of have somebody from three to six, three to seven spot that can really just like kind of all kind of know their roles. What's your take? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the smart move considering the the way the financials go. LeBron is is done in or he's got a 2021 option and then he is out in 2022. So it's like this is this is becomes a very financially like taxing area of where you're at. So could they go with like uh DeAndre Jordan? Right to maybe get him on the on the cheap, who got released from the Mavs and the Knicks, mm-hmm. and then just kind of floating out there. I know it's not sexy, but you could sprinkle five million bucks here, or even Demarcus yeah. Cousins, who's like, hey, this guy is, uh, you know, Demarcus Cousins famously loved playing with Anthony Davis in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He's still kind of on the injury. He really didn't help his value playing for the Warriors. He didn't get the chip like he thought he was going to get. So maybe these are two guys who are ring hungry who you can get on the cheap to go and spread that money around. Then you've got, you know, then they've got a, I mean, uh, Chris Middleton. I don't think Kemba Walker is going to come. Miracic, I mean, Kyrie. I mean, these guys, you can't get all these guys for this money. Yeah. So the, the common sense is to sit there and go, let's spread it around. Or they could sit there and say, "Fuck it, let's go all in," because our, because the Lakers' window is two that, years. That's what I was gonna this say. Yeah, it's two year years. Next year. Yep, exactly. It's two. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, because it's just like LeBron is. You know, this is probably the last year of his prime, like half a year of the prime, yeah. like definitely on the downslope. And all those fucking draft picks going out the door. There ain't new talent coming that you're growing. They have no assets. There, they the Lakers. Lakers fans, if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. you're assetless. You have no assets. All your trade picks are gone. You can't offer a trade with a pick to to give you salary cap flexibility to dump a contract or dump somebody to go there. You don't have it anymore. Yeah. So you're all in. So you might as well take see if fucking Kyrie will take twenty three million and then just run it back with those six guys I said and then try and re-sign because the only good thing is that they can go over the cap to re-sign guys that are already on their salary. So Reggie Bullock Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee at five million a piece, and then JaVale maybe at a buck and a half. Alex Caruso, hey, guess what, dude? You're the biggest fucking winner in this because you're automatically at like two million bucks gonna get paid for next year because they they need to fill out the roster. Yeah. And the guy that the, this guy that played 25 games for them, he's gonna make a, another million and a half bucks just to be on the roster because that, those are the only people that they can sign because they only got 23 million dollars. So it's it's it, it it's a very it's a very tight window, uh, and that's a big reason why I I I don't like this trade as much for them gaining that superstar because yeah it's they, they're pivotless they have nowhere to go with this yeah it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of eggs in one basket and everything and it's like I like going for it and honestly let's look at this you know Golden State kind of finally coming to the end of their dynasty. Uh, this might be the right time to strike. Like, how do you say? It? Like, it's a little bit more. Like, who wins the championship next year? You know, like it, yeah, it is. Oh. It is. It is very interesting. There's like a group of like eight teams that you could like. There's a, there's eight teams you could tell me would be in the finals, and it wouldn't be shocking. I'd be like, yeah, that that makes sense. I could see them there. Right, and the yeah, oh, a thousand percent. And the and the Warriors are not with the injuries with the Clay Thompson ACL tear. And and uh, and Kevin Durant with the Achilles tear. These are that. That kind of you know 
figurehead at the top of the mass poll, that is not going to be there anymore. So who is it? And then if Kawhi leaves to go somewhere else, it's not Toronto anymore. Mm-hmm. So who is a guy that's going to grab that throne? Who's going to get the Iron Throne? Who's going to take the it? NBA? Who's going to take it? <laughs> Who's our John Snow and Daenerys? Done with all uh, when it's done when it's here in Jur- Jurassic Jurassic Worldville. Jur- Jurassic, Jurassic Ville. Raptor Town. All right, congrats, Raptors. Can I give you a little? Can I give you a little twenty twenty? little conspiracy theory of course you can brother of it's course not you even, can. it's that's why I, we fire that's why we fire up the microphones brother do that's it that's right baby that's right i'm feeling good i started looking at the tea leaves here uh so they gave up that 2020 unprotected pick uh 2021 lebron has a 41 million dollar player option with the lakers mm-hmm. so let's say op- opts in and then 2022 he is a free agent he'll be 37 years old so, so cashing in that $20, $21, 41000000 million um, at his player and his advanced age with those minutes makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But then 2022 is the year where it's the first potentially oh. high schoolers in as well as the – uh, uh, the first round, uh, you know, regular NBA kids that played in college. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like a real talent swell. Now, LeBron James has always said that he wants to play basketball so he could play basketball with one of his sons. Yeah. Bronny James, mm-hmm. born in 2004, mm-hmm. would be eligible for that 2022 NBA draft. Math checks out. Math checks out. That's 20. That's 18 years old. So I think he opts in that last year and then goes signs with whatever team drafts his kid. Little, maybe the potentially first ever hoops nepotism we may ever see. <laughs> Calling it out there. I'm putting it oh, out there man. right now. Be, That's be one of your longer GMs shots. GMs yeah. in 2022. I like us. I like. I love when you give the three year heads up. Like this is going to go down <laughs> three years from now. Just to let you guys know. Um, awesome, brother. Well, that is jam packed. Thanks for that insightful breakdown. It'll be fun to watch both these teams. I'm excited to watch the Lakers, and I'm excited to see what this Pelican teams does. Yeah, I'm draft. excited that the, the, that the NBA is now like officially a nine month season, yeah, or, or right. maybe even ten months. I mean, it's just. Every day is just chock full with more shit. Yeah, I would tell everyone to get on that gram and watch you or listen to you during the actual NBA draft. But again, this is going to be playing after that. So it just sounds ridiculous. Nobody knows <laughs> you recorded this. All right. Uh, MAB Inbox. Let's jump into it. Uh, quick movie question for you. What's your favorite Keanu Reeves movie? And who's the biggest dickhead coach in the history of sports movies? Okay. Two different questions. We'll tackle them both. <laughs> I, 1A, 1B. I like how you just uh, yeah. Now we're just we're just like we're mushing two questions, two no, exactly. emails I together. Trying, I was like, I was reading this email. I was just like, is is there a movie where like Keanu Reeves is like a shithead coach? Or he just, did no, he wasn't a shithead coach. He was a coach for a youth baseball team, like in like a hard, I, it wasn't, hardball. Hardball, yes. Thank you. Yeah. I think it was hard. Was it hardball? I'm just saying yes to you because you sound <laughs> thank you. I think somewhat I, more confident than I did. Yeah, I just hardball. <laughs> no, I think question mark. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's hardball or something like that. Sure, uh, sure, sure. He's was he a dickhead in that? Was it like bad no, news? No, no, he wasn't though. Era? I think he was a little reluctant, if I remember. Like like I mighty, like mighty ducks, like mighty ducks coach. Yes, because like, that, that's like, a reluctant coach. Yes. So I think let's he might yeah, fuck it. Let's answer this coach question first. Because here's okay. the thing, like. Like, when I saw Dickhead Coach, I had to be like, okay, uh, so yeah, the name of the movie was Hardball. Not sure what happened in it. Maybe in MAB, a date night. Way down the road. Coming should at we, you. Yeah. Should, oh, should, yeah. we, should this podcast go like five, seven years? <laughs> uh, so Dickhead Coach means there's 100% no redemption for it. So I, this, to me, this is an easy answer. Tell me if you saw it differently. Did you pick yours? I did. I actually have two. 
uh, but I'm leaning heavily to one. Yeah, one I'm, I'm going. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's got it's got to be John Voight and Varsity Blues. Ooh, I had him on there. I mean, he's my it's, B. It's kind of like you, like oh, no redeeming quality. He's uh, so yep. here, here's all things add up to it, dickhead. No redeeming quality. Uh, yep. A piece of shit. Like makes like children. I mean, we're still talking about like high schoolers. So children just like skirt the line, which is weird because you're still yeah. like with children. You're in that like little. You're still a you know you're you're a leader. Like you're you're yeah. kind of a little bit of father figure. And yeah, also, you're a guardian to these kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he gets kicked off the field. Doesn't come back the second half. And w- there's no redemption story. He doesn't like apologize. Doesn't come out of the papers. Like he just leaves walking down an empty tunnel. I like it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Step it up, because I, I had I had Coach Kilmer down there for Varsity Blues, and then I started thinking about the '80s. And I started thinking about all <laughs> those assholes in the '80s. Yeah. I, I mean, we could. I mean, he's Bad a sensei. Bears? Like no, no, no. He's no, no, no. He's a sensei of the Cobra Kai dojo. Oh, Crease from Karate Kid. That's good. You win. That guy's a that guy's a fucking asshole. He's like out out in the parking lot, like screaming at kids and gonna like attack kids. Dude, we're we're fucking up these emails. We need to start saving these guys. When you email mabsportspodcast at gmail if you want them to be a Neapolitan showdown, please flag that in the email. Let us know. I just realized we made a huge mistake. This should be a Nia showdown. Yeah, we've had yeah, two little exactly. micro Nias showing up. Yeah, yeah. I like how you instinctively were like, you win. You win this email. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you did. I was like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Like, yeah, no redeeming quality, complete dickhead, place of power, like dealing with kids. Pretty Sweep good. the leg, go for it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yes. No, but oh, almost like sociopathic manipulation. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Very to win, cult. To win a tournament as like a coach, that's fucked up. Yeah, the All Valley tournament. I yeah, mean, it's, it's just the Valley. <laughs> it's fucking the, I, I haven't heard of it. I don't. Yeah. Who won last year? No one knows. No one knows. Relax. <laughs> right. Someone from Cobra Kai. <laughs> That's all I know. Who else you got? That's the two. Uh, oh, that's it. I I just Perfect. had two. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else is kind of like that. I was looking at whereas uh, they were bad coaches. They weren't like good coaches, or they like. I also I also really wanted to look at guys that were like that were. Um, like main features of the movie themselves because you could go the yeah. guy in in uh in your favorite movie remember the titans the one that was like basically the racist like yeah he's a that guy's a fucking dickhead yeah but i don't know he's not a full rich character to, to base yeah, on yeah. like i don't no one knows that guy and not a not a complete dickhead uh like a lot of redemption and a little bit of force into what he had to, remember like remember remember the titans like he is he's being elected into the like the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the um Oh the minor coach. I'm talking oh, the opposing The guy that throws the, the banana oppo- or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The opposing yeah. coach. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I should have no, been no, more clear. Good, yes, good. not yeah. not the non Denzel coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that guy's <laughs> name. That guy? Shit. Have to fucking drink everybody. Oh my god, I'll make everybody not remember the Titans, remember the Titans coach. Uh, all right, we'll have to get up that. Is it Paxson? Yeah, it's it's like it's he's in Armageddon. Patton, Patton or Paxson, something like that. This he is in Armageddon. Yes, yeah, yeah. find that, find that out. Uh, all right, brother, great breakdown. Let's go into the other email. All right, Bill Yost. Sorry, Bill Yost, Coach Yost, played by who? Will Paxton. Will. Or Will, Will Patton. Patton. Sorry, excuse See, me. See, exactly. <laughs> I knew it was Fuck. Will Patton. <laughs> God damn it. 
Oh, thank God we edit Bill these Paxton. pods. Bill Paxton. Chris <laughs> Cranzoberry in there. Chris Quigglebury's. Um, all right. Oh, wait. We're not answering. Are we not going to answer the, the Keanu question? We're just going to gloss right through it, burn right through that? <laughs> Save it for another inbox? I didn't realize that was so these, – these emails are so rich. See, that's what happens. Email us. No members. Send it to us, but – yeah, we can get lost. Are we gonna have to, are we gonna have to enforce a strict one question per email policy? I mean, I think we're at this level. We're still gonna take what we can get. Yeah, yeah, that's you, true. That's if, true. If you can do us a solid and not put two in one email, so this mass confusion doesn't happen. Best Keanu Reeves movie? What you got, bro? Oh, uh, I'm going real quick. Point Break. I love that fucking movie. Yeah, I thought you would. I, I actually wanted to guess on this. This is a fucking. It's just a Neapolitan showdown in an email. Is all that's yeah, going yeah. down. This is yeah. two Neapolitan showdowns in one email. Uh, yeah. So what I, do you got? Um, I just wanna, Don't uh, say the Matrix. No, not I haven't seen the Matrix. I think I've seen half Whoa. the first one. Yeah, I took the blue pill. Yeah, yeah. Or whichever pill doesn't make me watch the Matrix. Burn <laughs> Matrix. <Boom>. Burn. <laughs> uh, I went. Okay, so I went Speed because I don't like a lot of action movies, but I remember Speed and it was great. And funny enough, they okay. So anyway, I, I have a I have a, a weird relationship with Keanu Reeves. I think okay. he I think he is, and I'm very convinced, a terrible actor. Like not good, like next to ever. Like just right. not good. Like you can see the strings being drawn. But watching him being interviewed or like the memes that pop up, like sad Keanu, like I'm yes. kind of obsessed and fascinated as him as a person yes I think, i'm very interested by this yeah guy. i'm intrigued by him i think he's a, a very solid like i think he's a us i put him on my top 10 hangs of famous people that's Ooh. bold you know what dear don't like just mark that as like one neapolitan we gotta do like most solid famous hangs but I would like, okay. we we gotta we gotta get to the bottom of that. But I would say like he is a solid hang. Don't love his acting. Uh, but I remember like speed is probably like a little bit of Sandra Bullock. There's a little bit of will they won't yes. they like getting together that probably helped drive that and take that over the no pun intended uh, over the gap in the bridge. Yep, the there you go. Jump, I like it. I like jump. it. I like that. I like that. The bus jump. The bus jump. Hitting fifty miles an hour, um, and I also yeah the world fell in love with Sandy Bullock. I mean it is much did, of yeah. S- Sandy Bullock. And, and Keanu, Keanu, Keanu Reeves basically came became all of us because he was a cool dude, and it was just like uh, he yeah. you know he he was the uh, you know just he was us there, and it was just like oh this is what it looks like to fall in love with Sandy Bullock. Like Keanu Reeves was doing it, like this is what it looks like. Yeah, but can we talk about Patrick Swayze as Bodie and fucking Point Break? I mean like sure the ultimate ultimate. Like, bad guy, but you still love him. Like I, this guy is amazing, and Keanu is is as 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 Keanu as he could possibly be in this movie, and it's fantastic. It's a great movie, but it's like it's like adrenaline pumping. It's kind of rushed, you know. Yeah, you got all you hit all the like the 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 action movies, the you know kind of tropes that that are in there. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah, Keanu. Okay, so Keanu's super Keanu in this movie. Yeah. Patrick Swayze Bio though that's like is is it the um Patrick Swayze's not quite anti-hero but I I you know I don't remember a lot of movies where it's just like and uh, you guys can email me if I'm full of shit at it may it may be sports podcast at gmail.com I'm sure I'll right. like read them and keep not, it one question read them. yeah <laughs> keep it short keep it tight but it's just like I think part of it was 
he was so cool you wanted to hang out with him so you almost you could see yeah that's what that's what point break did well it was just like blurring the lines just like oh should his dedication be to and we saw movies do it after that like donnie brosco and everything like all those movies came out oh, it's just yeah. like yeah it's just like teenage lines like is the is the bad guy so cool that's not worth turning him in and it was like that that first kind of manipulation of just like what's bad what's good what can be forgiven what can't be Right. And I love Bodhi's like weird sense of code and like everything that he does. Like, I mean, it's, he's truly a fascinating character. And uh, you're right. Like you, you, you root for him and, and Johnny Utah roots for him. That's why he doesn't shoot at him in the ravine and you're, and you can see it. He's pained by this, yeah. but he knows like he has a duty to actually as a member of the FBI to actually get uh, after him and, and actually chase him down. Um, it's, it's a good movie. It, and I did want to put the 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 point. I, I love the fact that you're obsessed with Keanu because obsessed. when I was thinking about this, Keanu the person, not Keanu the actor. Correct. I, I was like, I haven't seen like the John Wick movies. I hear they're great and they're super like action packed. But the video of Keanu, I don't know if you've seen him training for, training it, for it. Yeah. When he's like shooting through this thing, is like that is that is fascinating to me about how he can like master this skill set and look. Like a professional, like hitman. It's yeah, unbelievable. It's, yes, yeah, it's, it's so bizarre, right? Because it's not like we're we're not rooting for like, you know, the fat sixth grader that wants to play quarterback like on his like pee wee football team. Like this is sure. guy. Like he, he has his skills. He can do things. Like not a great actor, but like he still keeps getting the call. Right. And movies keep still selling out. Like it's it's still it's happening. But also like I I don't. I don't feel like I've went to a lot of people and I've just been like, man, like top three actors are just like, man, Keanu Reeves, home run every Number time. Number one. Like there's yeah, some, right. like, like I feel like if you ask anybody off the street, like Keanu Reeves, you're just like, yeah, yeah, he's an actor, I guess, technically, but still like his movie self. It's, a, it's the Will Smith paradox. Like I don't really know anybody that's just like, Will Smith, anything is in. It comes out, I'm there. Sign right, me up. Right. But it's just like he is box office gold and he'll yeah. keep being in shit. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is to me is like food equivalent is like chili. It's like I love chili. Like I like eating chili when I eat it. Yeah. But I never sing there and be like I one thousand percent. I gotta get home. I gotta heat up a bowl of chili and I oh, got you know. I, I never yeah. do that. But when I when it's there and it's like, hey, you want yeah. some chili? I'm like, oh, absolutely, of course. Give me this chili. It's delicious. I don't feel great about eating it. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not like ah, oh. you know, it's go. just chili. So we'll end it like this. Mike Will into Keanu Reeves is to me he's a pot pie. Like I'm fascinated how you can bring yeah. that all together. I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. This all looks great. This is gonna be fantastic. And I eat it, I'm just like, I just gotta taste like a chicken soup a little bit. Like chicken soup with yeah. a cake on top of it. Cake. Uh, don't don't do don't do I like pot pies. I don't know about you. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I just remember voice clear. What we do another Neapolitan showdown in this email? Fuck. All right, guys. Backstage pass guy for one of these three bands, mm. which would you choose? Weird Al, Salt and Pepper, Meatloaf. Quick side note: uh, I'm not sure if Weird Al sang about seasonous and Meatloaf, but if he did, it would have been gold. P.S. It's baseball <laughs> season. <laughs> we know it's baseball season. Thanks, guys, for sending the emails. It is baseball season. This is helping. Yeah, a lot. Um, I, so what's backstage pass guy mean? We're a guy with the backstage pass where we want to go, or we're working the door like Chris Farley, like in Wayne's oh, World. Oh, I, interp- I interpreted this question as I had the backstage pass, a most awesome. 
and I also I also envision these at like these peak. You know, not, not salt and pepper today, but salt, sure. peak salt and pepper. Well, all three, all three of these people, I think, would have about the same draw today. Maybe You're right. We're, oh, that's funny. Like, uh, let's rank these people real fast. Um, back in their peak, let's say nineteen ninety. Yeah. As opposed to today. so nineteen ninety would be would be probably salt and pepper one, meatloaf two, Weird Al three. That's still like that's a dead heat back then. Yeah, I think I think ninety might have been a little bit earlier. I don't remember hearing him, but I do feel like mid to later nineties. I think Weird Al had a bigger. Oh no, I guess he had the bad albums too. Yeah, you know when he was. Oh yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe ninety like that early to mid nineties is like yeah. that their sweet spot. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So that's why I envision. I envision. I get this backstage pass, and I'm going there for okay an adventure. And and which one would I want to be at? Yeah. This is where, yeah, because we could go a thousand <laughs> bands in the nineties, but we're gonna do, it's it's a, it's a well constructed email because it's not like these are the coolest kids of the party backstage. I guess Salt and sure. Peppa would be like the coolest. Sure. Uh, I mean, I definitely i I drew my lane in the sand. I, I said Weird Al, but also I took I took it from the um, I'm working the backstage. I don't, I don't okay. know why. I don't know why I went that angle. I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I had to let people in, so it was just like, "What's got to keep a lot of nerds out?" Exactly. I was like, "What's my easiest crowd to contain?" And I was like, <laughs> "Rockers, rap crowd, or just like Weird Al crowd?" And I was like, "I can, I can bat away a real out Weird Al." There you crowd. go. There you go. I like, I like your angle. The angle I went, I was gonna be the fan getting in the backstage pass, and I went with Salt and Pepper. Oh, Salt and Pepper. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of 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 all the backstages of them. Meatloaf, Weird Al, yeah, Salt and Pepper, Salt and Pepper. Sorry, I don't want to add the R. Um, most sexually charged band back then. Sure, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot sure. of things going on. You think about their songs: Shoop, Push It, What a Man, Let's Talk About Sex. These are all. Think... These are all about it. And I, I, when, I, most brother, awesome going to be awesome. like. Yeah, when there's a list with Meatloaf and Weird Al showing up, you don't have to update us that the most sexual band is going to be whatever band's <laughs> whatever not the those third two. Is. <laughs> like Yanni, yeah. boom, <laughs> yeah, definitely. got it. It's still like I say, you want to go, you like much again, like that party email you got. You just want to be where the action is. Is it you yeah. and John Daly back here? Me and John, yes, our <laughs> prom has gone nuts. Just the prom. Here we go. We're just roaming around. Yeah, and it's just like, hey man, I want to be in there. I want to see what's going on. Plus, if they're touring, in Vogue is in there, and it just it just ups my level of like maybe catching Spinderella, maybe somebody else. Like, who knows? Maybe it might be a bad night, and you know, we lock eyes. <laughs> oh, brother! All right, uh, great. That's enough. Of those for now. Beautiful. That's <laughs> Gorgeous. amazing. Uh, let's jump into the uh, – we played Mad Degree Separation probably three or four uh, weeks ago, and you dominated me, sir. And I had to turn yes. in my hour sour, and you very um, assholishly – I don't know if that's a word – gave me um, Garfield, which I did uh, check out Garfield. So let's talk about it. Hour sour. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Garfield. Okay, so this movie – I want to say it's made for children that – don't have a sense of humor. Who's the target audience for this movie? Like, I know, I know it's <laughs> kids, but like, how sure. how old? Like, kid? like, your would your daughters dig this Garfield movie? Uh 
Probably just because it's animated in cartoons, but yeah. their 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 sense of humors are pretty limited, right? Yeah. At five and three, it's I, just moving objects at a certain point. It is, but I still feel like they would be like, "This ain't doing it for me." Hard I, pass. Yeah, <laughs> I need they, more. They they sat through all Flight of the Navigator, so I think that they'll they'll, they'll be able to handle that. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. So it was. I it was all the cliches. I hate Mondays. Uh, so we have. This is the movie that Bill Murray famously thought yes. it was like a Coen brother, but it wasn't. It's just like some, it's a different Coen brother, a, yeah. a, a, a different or a different Coen. Coen. Yeah. So he's my big thing with uh, this movie's a piece of shit, and I'll sprinkle through and I'll do specifics on why he's a piece of shit, and we'll you okay. can feel free to ask questions. I, I want to do that. It's an hour twenty minutes long. I owed it an hour. So I sent you a photo. I stopped at exactly one hour because debt paid. I don't need – there's no like I'll sleep just fine not knowing how they wrapped up the storyline at the end. So it's basically Garfield is the CGI cat. All mm. the all the rest are real animals. We got uh, your boy, Breckenmeyer. That's my just boy. kidding. But uh, we got your girl, J. Yes, Love sir. Hewitt. J. Love Hewitt. Cashing J. those Love. acting paychecks. I love uh, it. She's That's in this, good. So it's, for it's, the meal, for the real. I like it. Yeah, exactly. So he – Breckenmire uh, plays John uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Arbuckle. Yeah, John Arbuckle. Jennifer Love Hewitt is the veterinarian. Uh, so he uses Garfield to go see the vet all the time because he has a crush on her, doesn't know how to tell her. She has a crush sure. on him. That's how I could tell this movie was fiction because Jennifer Love <laughs> Hewitt's just having a crush on Breckenmire. It just it seemed insane. Uh, and so they basically they get a dog. She gives him a dog. The dog is Odie. It's a real dog. Uh, Garfield, of course, hates Odie. It kicks him out then. Odie gets kidnapped. It's a real dog? They didn't animate the dog, too? Yeah, so it's a real dog. All the animals are real except for Garfield. Garfield's Yeah, I guess you kind of have to do that, right? Because Garfield carries a lot of lines. Odie doesn't really carry any lines. Odie doesn't talk. Did I, and Odie didn't talk in the in the strip, right? In the Garfield strip? I don't, think, uh, I don't think he ever says anything. I don't think so. Yeah, I think he just like barks and drools, right? Yeah, I think so, If yeah. I remember correctly. Part yeah. of him being an idiot, yeah. can imagine him saying anything intelligent. So he does uh, – so Garfield has to go – save Odie and then I didn't make it through all the end because I just did my hour but I'm going to sure. guess he probably saved him at the end <laughs> right. or it got really dark it just got, I, it it really took a turn I feel like you watched the bar the time bar at the bottom of the screen more than you actually watched the movie it sounded like you're just like counting the seconds and the minutes just trying to get through it you'd be correct yeah there was some dis- disappointing times when I was just like man how long has it been like like 48 minutes away. I looked and it was just like 17 minutes had passed. And I'd be like, right. this is us. It's kind of like uh, when you're waiting for that last class to get out before summer break. If oh, that yeah. class had like a lot of not funny jokes and you were stuck in there and you had to watch it. Right. It's, it was like, if you're going on a car trip with your parents when you're younger, sure. and you're like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? No, we just, we literally pulled out of the driveway. We've so, got another hour to go. So there's some jokes that, uh, didn't land. Obviously, uh, there's he says he's got to get off the catskins diet, which is like Atkins, I think, just with the cat. I, I love I love a good port, portmanteau, I believe, when you do yeah. kind of blend the two words. I'm a huge yeah. fan of that. Not a fan of not a fan of what I heard there. Uh, there there's a cat <laughs> scan joke when he had to get scanned. Um, so here's my big question. So Bill Murray does the voice. Yeah. Why does he go through with it? Because he got the wrong get sued. Like breach a contract, fine. Like at least you don't have to. I just picture Bill Murray in the booth doing this movie, and it it pained me. I'm not even like a huge Bill Murray fan. I just he had to have other things Whoa. to do that afternoon. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think at a certain point, Bill Murray is going to sit there and go, "They're going to pay me five million bucks. I'm going to be in the recording studio for three days, maybe." Yeah. I mean, he's, he gets paid more than this, right? I mean, what do you think he gets paid to do the voice of Garfield? Ten million dollars. 
Um, yeah, I don't know if I looked it up or there. Like, it's yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably like a super but the- payday. And you know what? Like, the joke's on me. Like, they made sequels. They made other Garfield movies, so they're probably yeah, doing all right. Maybe he maybe he got a maybe wet his beak on some of the merchandise, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. At, a, at the end beak. of the day, I'm gonna what is what is uh, snout or whatever cats have. I don't know what it is. <laughs> snout. No, but no, but that's the thing is, is, if I'm gonna if I'm look, I, I I clearly am not a millionaire. But if I even if it was Bill Murray, and they're gonna pay me ten million bucks, and it's three days worth of work, I guess I'm doing Garfield, even if I signed up under pre- false pretenses. Mm. And jokes on me because I probably should have realized that a Coen Brothers movie, Coen Brothers would never do Garfield in a million years. I should have done my due diligence, but I probably was seeing those 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 vac- golf vacations in front of me and going, you know what, fuck it, I'm doing this. Well, he did do it, and it probably turned out around what he thought it would turn out as as not. But oh, he gets to be reunited with the uh, boy from Groundhog Day. What's the um, Ned Ryerson? Ned Ryerson? Steven yeah, he, Tobolesky? Yeah, he plays... Or whatever plays, his name is? Yeah, he plays the bad guy in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, okay, yeah, I can't find I've never it. seen this, by the way. I've never seen this, by the Sh- way. Shocker. Yeah, I would be more yeah. surprised if you were just like, yeah, you didn't like it as much? I, I, we watch it. We throw it in a couple times. <laughs> it's my jam. Uh, yeah, exactly. We watched it for Father's Day. So, once again, well assigned. Uh, it was a piece of shit, and that's my breakdown for the hour of sour. All right, brother. Um, that's enough fucking Garfield talk. It's high noon. Maybe in the street. So let's leave it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright, Neapolitan Showdown started out as rank some ice cream flavors. You guys know the drill. We get into the yeah. ring. I put some fake points on some answers, and then one of us walks out a victor. That's how that works right there. This week we are doing worst franchise owner. I did past and present, just kind of any like Me sports too. franchise owner yeah. like doesn't necessarily have to be owning it now. Uh, why don't you take the ball out, bro? All right, I'm going to take the ball out. Do it. I'm going to start with a very strong Number three, very strong number three. Yeah, all right. Um, was once said that he never created any goodwill with the team that he owned and the fans. He only created bad will. Uh, he would routinely call plays from the owner's box, and he once fired his coach for not switching Q- QBs the following game. He had repeated drunk outbursts, and his mom once called him. His own mother called him a devil on earth. I'm talking about... Robert Bob Ursay of the Baltimore Indianapolis Colts. That's hilarious. That's my number three also. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, so here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's the thing? What's the thing? If you move a team in the middle of the night, you're a piece of shit. Like, that is yeah, just, yeah. that's a rule of thumb. I'm going to throw that out there right now. Just like a quick, right. it's just like, look at somebody's resume. It's just like, sir, have you moved a team in the middle of the night? And if they say yes, it's just like, ah, you're a piece of shit. Got it. Right. All right. I do. I, it is one of those things where there's a, I think a 30 for 30 on that when the, when the Colts moved in the middle of the night, yeah. I'm pretty sure there is. And the, the grainy footage of the Mayflower yep, 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 yep. yeah. trucks coming in and out and then devastated that devastated the Baltimore city. I mean, just, it just ruined them because they were such huge Colts fans. There's a ton of history in Baltimore with the Colts and he just picked it up in the middle of the night and ran off and, 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 and left. Did you know that he got his ownership stake by doing a, a franchise trade? 
Have you heard? Have you heard about this? No, I just no, read no. about this. No, no. How'd it go down? Yeah. So he traded. He bought a. Sh- he bought shares in the uh, the Rams for 19 million bucks, and then traded it with some guy for the Colts share. So he got 51 percent of the team by doing like a a trade share of the oh, franchise. Cause, okay, because the uh, the Rams were more valuable, so he had a lower percent stake in that, and then he traded over to the Colts. I believe, yeah. I don't know about the valuation of it, but yeah, that's ostensibly how he got it. And then was in Baltimore and never, like, never really kind of was was invested in the city, cared about the city. They had a lot of success early on, but then he just went crazy. I mean, he got drunk, and there was some great stuff that there was talking about him having basically like this inferiority complex, where it's like if you had a boat, he was going to buy a bigger boat, and if you had a car, he wanted to buy a fancier car, which led to a lot of like famous like drunk tirades and him calling down plays from the from the owner's box. I mean, just just nut stuff. Uh, yeah. What was it? Real fast. What was the his mom's quote about him? His mom called him the his, devil. His mom. In, yeah. In, in 1986. That's rough. Uh, uh, Eileen Ursay called him a devil on earth because basically he, he he took over his father's business when his parents got sick and he never like picked up a finger and helped or did anything. They rue the day that they had their son. Um, but Bob Ursay was a tremendously troubled individual himself, like had drug and alcohol, not drug, excuse me, that's his son, had drug or uh, uh, alcohol addictions, but also had like a terrible troubled life. Like two of his three kids died early. Uh, well, his daughter died at when she was 14. His son, I mean, I don't want to bum out this whole thing, but he was just yeah, a terribly so troubled podcast guy. podcast got dark. All right. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, um, so we both had the same thing. Uh, so that'll be, we'll just keep it one point. I'll give myself two points. Give you one. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds fair. <laughs> you know what? I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, it's never a good sign for the Neapolitan showdown. When I assign an hour of sour that you legitimately seem angry about, like it was, you came out of that little hot. It, I just watched it now. It, it bugged me. It like, I was just thinking about yeah. you and you not watching Garfield. And I just like, it, it upset. I got angry. <laughs> I got angry at the movie trying to be funny. I get angry at this. Cohen, I got angry for Bill Murray still saying yes in existence. Uh, right. Brecken Meyer's face. It was just a lot of stuff. All right, number two slot. Who do you got? Okay, so I'm going to skip from football. I'm okay. going to go across. I'm going to go to the NBA. All right. We've all heard of this guy. V. Stiv- or he was brought down by V. Stiviano. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Donald Sterling, the Los Angeles Clippers. This guy's a schmuck of the highest order. Uh, personal injury attorney turned slumlord in Los Angeles, which if you're this, if you're the, one of the biggest slumlords in Los Angeles means you're one of the biggest slumlords in the world. Mm. Um, in 1982, the owners of the NBA wanted to get him out. Six owners voted to have him removed from ownership in 1982, but he held on for a scant, what, like 34 years later uh, when he was taken down for – just discriminatory statements that was recorded by V. Stiviano. But he would also, like, heckle players on the on court side. He'd, like, take friends into the locker room and to, like, show off the players and their physiques. Like, just weird and crazy stuff. Just a overall just shitbird. Yikes. Uh, yeah, and then what ownership did that go over to for the Clippers? That went to Steve Ballmer, the Microsoft CEO, bought it for $2 billion. Yeah. So who's fucking laughing now? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you do, I mean, you have to talk a little bit. And how'd that clear up also? I, he got the value for it, right? I mean, they, they forced yes. him to sell, basically. 
Yeah, yeah, they forced him to sell, but the valuation at that point, the NBA franchises are, I mean, Ballmer paid at like an astronomical amount, but uh, but it it was it wasn't as far off as what people were thinking like 5, 600 million. No. NBA franchises are one of the most valued commodities right now just with television and the ratings yeah. and the state of the league. Um, that's why like a lot of venture capital guys get in there and and, and really are going after it. The guys um, Eden's and one other guy for uh, drink everyone. Milwaukee Bucks got in. They bought a, the Bucks super cheap at like three fifty uh, from Senator Herb Cole back in the day. Not back in the day, like five, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that that thing has probably tripled in in value from the second they bought it. Robert Sarver for the Suns. Another talk about another shitty owner could have been on your list. He bought his the Suns in like 2010, 29, 2009. About four hundred one million dollars. I'm sure they're one point two billion ish in that in that range. It's kind of weird when those things happen, right? Because it kind of forces us to actually see how much these teams are worth. You know, as as is constantly sell and they buy, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to sell anymore. Yeah. Oh, it's you'd be you'd be a fool not to uh, to or to to sell right now. I mean, the, the valuation is only going up. I mean, if if they expand it, I think that's the only thing where you might try and look to sell or. I'm not really sure when you would want. I think it's just a, this asset that just generates money. Yeah. Uh, all right, my number two spot. That's good, bro. Um, he was busted. Uh, it was like his girlfriend in Instagram or something. Or didn't want him taking pictures. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to give it. We'll give it a. Uh, I give it a four. That's four <laughs> points. Four, four points. <laughs> really, like really molded over. I wanted to be fair, and it's just like four. Let's uh, go with the number. To, that's the number of lawsuits between sexual harassment and all sure. that other stuff. Yeah, minimal in the in the in the twenty tens. Minimum. Um, I, I'm going with Margaret Schott as <clears> my <throat> number two. Was this on your list, brother? Uh, well, you've already heard two of my three, so I'm not going to say it. it's a good one. Okay, it's a good right. one. Yeah. Right, yeah. Relax. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like how you call her Margaret. Margaret. Marge. Marge. Schott. Marge. Yeah. My shot, my shot. You got, you got real formal uh, yeah. with that on the podcast. All right. I mean, just 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 to show like we're equal parties, like both sexes. You can be a female piece of shit too, and that's what we have in our hands right here. Where we had <laughs> our hands with Marge, Marge shot. Uh, she basically banned for baseball for like pro like Hitler talk and rants, yeah, just like an open an open racist, like not even apologetic about it. Actually, banned from baseball ninety three, ninety six, and ninety eight. Let me tell you this right here. What do you got, most awesome? Hit me. Bro. Yeah, I was just gonna say he was. She was banned twice. I was like banned twice. Exactly. Like, yeah. Right. Exactly. It's insane. If you get banned from like something you own, that's insane. That's like buying a bar and like that's buying a bar and then getting blacklisted from like the bar you own. Like it's just right. like it doesn't make. Any. Like the owner gets super blackout drunk. Yeah, so you got to. So we can't have her anymore. You got to be a special piece of shit. So uh, I will take one point for each year she was banned. So that'll be four more points again, right there. Ooh, can I get? Can I just throw a couple more fun little things? Obviously, we know we talked about buddy. the anti-Semitism. Yes. And then obviously all the uh, the minority discrimination things like that. Right. Little fun side of of all of her hatred. Oh, uh, side she had two. She had Saint Bernards. Uh-huh. Shotzi and then Shotzi too mm-hmm. later on. She let him shit all over the field. She'd walk him all over the field, let him take dumps in the outfield. I mean, just <laughs> it was fucking insane. Wow. Uh, the other thing is, is there was a game in Cincinnati where it was freezing. It was like early on in the in the in the season. Uh, an umpire behind the plate, John McSherry, passed out from oh, the cold. Yeah. Do you have you heard this? Do you know? This I story? think he told me we. This might have come up on the podcast, but finish it. Okay. 
passes out in the cold. Yeah. She gets fucking pissed right. because this doesn't happen in Cincinnati, all this other stuff. So so he goes to the hospital for, I don't know, like hypothermia or whatever. Yeah. She sends him flowers that she regifted because someone sent her flowers. So she <laughs> She regifted flowers flowers and was like, oh, I wasn't being insensitive about the guy nearly dying on the field. I was upset for the fans and then regifts flowers. I was like, man, this is unbelievable. She she caught heat, right? Because the first thing, she was pissed that this guy like almost died. Like why the player? She was like upset. She was just like, fucking let's play ball. It's just like this guy like can't feel his arms or his fingers. Like this is a situation. Um, Yeah. How did she get the team? She she married uh, – I think his name was Charles Schott in, like, the 60s. He owned a bunch of car dealerships. He passed away, and she oh, took over. Oh, that was over. this story. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that's uh, – yeah, so I gave myself uh, one point for each year kicked out. So that's uh, that's four. Four yeah. points for old Brandan also. Got a dead heat at five okay. to six as we go in the top spot. Why don't oh. you hit me with some constellations? I know you got that most oh, awesome constellation um, ladder. Stay, yeah, yeah. So staying in the baseball realm, Frank McCourt for the Dodgers, parking lot guy, got in a huge divorce, didn't have basically money to cover it. Um, I mentioned Robert Sarver earlier. Robert Sarver has got a great thing where uh, some old lady, oh shit, I can't remember her name, basically was like admonishing the city council for Phoenix, saying that he should sell the team. They should force him to sell the team because, quote, he's so tight he squeaks when he walks. Mm. I love it when old ladies get get uh, get riffy on it. Yeah. Uh, George Steinbrenner, baseball shitbird. He went to Ohio. You fill out the rest. Uh, and John Spano with the Ireland Islanders. That's the guy I think that hoodwinked the Islanders into to owning that team for like 30 days. Oh yeah, I like that guy. He's just like, yeah, it's coming. Oh, why the, the wire didn't go through? That's nuts. Anyway, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good for it. I'm Don't good. you trust me? Uh, yeah, I had Dan Snyder on my list. Uh, I think we brought up Jeffrey Laurie on a podcast ago, or oh, the one... Eagles guy. Yeah, yeah, like on one of those, and then yeah, Dan Snyder just uh, the uh, Redskins guy. Yeah, yeah. general shipper. Shitberg. Uh, what's, who's your top spot, brother? Top spot. Top spot. I'm going with the inept, the guy who's got a blues band called JD and the Straight Shot. Talking about James Dolan, uh-huh. fucking loser. <laughs> Owns the Knicks. Just running it into the ground. Famously kicked Charles Oakley out for fucking having words with him. Uh, Charles Oakley, a Knicks icon. Right, only has inherited the team through cable vision as dad's kind of cable empire burns everything he touches fucking falls apart. Uh, he wrote what he was sued. Him and Isaiah Thomas was a defendant in the Isaiah Thomas sexual harassment case, um, where this woman was claiming that basically Isaiah Thomas sexually harassed her. He wrote a song about that incident. For his on his like 2017 album, you know, just because he's a musician, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't gotta, know if you know he, this. Yeah, guy. he's got to express himself. Definitely, he's got to express himself. Uh, historically paranoid franchise has cameras like everywhere. This guy's a fucking shitbird. Yeah. Okay. So what's what's the story with this James Dolan, the rock and roll thing? Yeah. So here's what's always surprising to me: when you have like a story franchise, if your franchise is in New York or L.A., you should yeah. be winning chips. You should be competing. People want yeah. to come here, your destination city, you're a big market. So when like a team like the Knicks are just like absolutely just it's befuddling. Like they just can't get out of their own way. Like they just can't make anything happen. It's it's totally good. Is some of this bad luck or is this guy just like really like the worst owner in the world? 
it's I, it's just ineptitude. It's just somebody. I mean, I, you know, I, look, I'm not going to fault guys for having money or coming from families that have money or anything like that. Sure. But in this case, this is somebody that was turned over that does not have the the experience, does not have the savvy, and is basically perpetually floated by this you know, billion dollar nut that comes in, you know, or, or million dollar nut that comes in to kind of absolve any sins of being a shit owner. Yeah. So he can just go out there and just fucking do stupid things. I mean, he, so in the height of it, he offered Alan Houston a six year, hundred million dollar contract that David Stern, the commissioner of the league wanted to throw his body in front of because like this is a bad deal no one else is offering more than 75 million dollars you're bidding against yourself yeah does this sound familiar lakers fans you're bidding against yourself so what the fuck are you doing and he was like no nah, I'm, I'm gonna do it anyways he was out within like four years you know old like 40 million bucks left i mean just this is ineptitude this is just i i have a blank chip an unlimited amount of revenue coming in so fuck it. And you guys are going to line up and, and take it because you're, you're beholden Knicks fans that have got this history and this culture for 50-plus years, 60-plus years, and you're just going to sour it just by, you know, thinking you're the guy and fucking looking for the House of Blues to, for your next gig. Uh, yeah. Fuck you, James Dolan. Man, you laid it down well, bro. That's worth five points. So five. <laughs> 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 I liked the dramatic pause. Uh, that was no, good. Buddy, I was I like, know. that's going to be 500? Yeah. Sure. No, five. Five, five spots. It's low scoring today. Low, low scoring. James, oh, man, I hope uh, hope old Durant and Ky- I live in New York. I'd like to go see uh, kind of Durant and Kyrie Irving. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to okay. see Durant for a year. Okay, uh, my number one slot. I got old. Um, we kind of know him from different kind of atmospheres that he kind of dips his toe in. I'm going with Donald Trump. Donald Ooh. Trump as my number USFL. one USFL. So he had the uh, the New Jersey Generals uh, from mm-hmm. 83 to 85, which is when they were doing the kind of the upstart football league. And it basically kind of single-handedly brought the league down. I think there's like a movie or did you see like the 30 for – I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, there's a 30-30. Yeah, there's yeah. a 30 for 30 about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but yes, he basically – uh, well, because he decided, like, like, the big thing is, like, he wanted to, Arrow's just like, let's play the fucking football games in the spring. And he's like, no, let's go fall. Let's go head to head with, like, the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to take a hard charging, big negotiator, big ego in the room. Yeah. Wow. What, what is it? What, what are that kids up to? This <laughs> what is he doing? Man, it's just nothing breaks his way. I mean, it's just, <laughs> just like, big mistake. Uh, just kind of buried him. Uh, perfect. I am going to. Uh, there's no hiding it. I can't hide behind that big brand of yours, most awesome. I'll give myself a three spot. Oh, be nine to ten, most awesome, the victor. Congrats, bro. Ooh, thank you. You drop. Okay, That's so here's, hard. The, here's the thing. Here's why you won. Sometimes when you just when you kind of crowd me out, like you're clearing out the lane, and you just like you tell your own, and then you hop on to tell just anecdotes on like actual three of them ones on my list. Well, it's just like right. all right. He's kind of he's kind of owning the room on this one. So Sorry, I didn't mean I didn't mean to you know throw my weight I around in that it. one. I, I didn't used... mean to trump you on that Neapolitan showdown. My no, bad. No, no, you you wanted the W. I can see it in your eyes, and you got it, sir. Um, all right, guys, this has been the MAB Sports Podcast episode sixty nine. Sixty nine, right? Yeah, episode sixty nine, bros. Sixty nine, bros. Shoot us emails at MAB Sports Podcast Gmail I'm sure it's about time for us to have a shoot a little bit. Mav degrees of separation. 
get some more. Should be coming up. Maybe you know what? If we haven't tapped you on the shoulder, just swallow your pride. If we haven't tapped you on the shoulder and you want to be on the pod, shoot us an email and ask to be on the pod. I got that <laughs> off my chest. Good, I feel there better. You go. MVP of the week. Who you got, buddy? Uh, I'm gonna go with the 2019 NBA draft class. All those kids, I love it. I love. I love this. This is what I love. I know the 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 draft because these kids are, you know, basically turning in the winning lotto ticket. There's lots of love. I love the moms and the dresses and yeah. you know dapping the dads and all that good stuff. It's fun. It's a good time. So so congrats. Those guys are my MVPs of the week. Big softy. Oh uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, my MVP. I'm gonna all all the dads out there. You most awesome. Happy Father's yeah. Day. Happy Father's Thank Day you, to sir. all those. Hope you guys enjoyed your weekend doing that dad thing, getting your sports knowledge on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're my MVPs. How do you like it? Oh. Um, all right, guys. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off, most awesome? I would never ruin this podcast like uh, a George Steinbrenner or a James Dolan. So you're welcome, audience. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.